You're listening to the new K-12 Engineering Education Podcast for May 31st, 2016. All you educators, engineers, entrepreneurs, and parents out there who are interested in teaching engineering better at younger ages, this podcast is meant for you. I'm your host, Pius, a biomedical and mechanical engineer. Today's guests are Rachel and Southern. Rachel's a science teacher and Southern's a mechanical engineer. The three of us have worked together for a number of years, creating engineering curricula and training teachers around the country in it. Today, we talk about general perceptions about teaching engineering in K through 12. And as we start, just a disclaimer, the views expressed in this podcast are our own, and they're not necessarily the opinions of any schools, universities, or other organizations that we might be a part of. Welcome to episode one of the K-12 Engineering Podcast. I'm Pius Wong, and I'm here with two other guests today. Hi, I, uh, I'm Rachel Farig. And I'm Southern Satyasilan from India. <laughs> and <laughs> He's not calling in from India. He's yeah, I'm, I'm here in Austin with yes. us. Yes, yes, we are recording in Austin, Texas, keeping it weird in our makeshift studio. Uh, and we all happen to have worked with each other in the uh, K-12 engineering space. And the whole idea of this podcast was, at least for me, I am an engineer and I've worked in engineering uh, industries. But when I started working in education, there were all these questions that uh, I had about how to teach engineering. And we would always have these interesting conversations at work, I think. And it'd be awesome if other people could hear some of those conversations, especially if you're interested in engineering education. Um, so this is an experiment. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Southern, for helping me on this experimental Thank you. Thank you, podcast. Why is this topic, why is engineering for younger people even important to you? To me personally, um, I think it, so I majored in science um, and I was always good in science in school. Um, and then I became a science teacher and I saw so many kids that, um, typically had struggled with science and yet they would go through my class and have fun and learn a lot of things. And then of course there were all these mandates or initiatives from the federal level on down. And so understanding how to merge or really integrate STEM, meaning science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and not just have each field be its own thing, but how to teach kids how to do science in the context of engineering, or where engineering and science overlap, or why engineering and math go together, and things like that was always really important. Um, in order to make those, those mandates and initiatives fun and engaging for the kids. So mm. it wasn't just one more thing that we had to do at the district or campus level. It wasn't some of the hoop that we had to jump through. It was real and it was fun and the kids learned from it and they got um, different kinds of educational exposure. That was, um, I think that was key for me. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, that's interesting because for both of you guys, you have been brought and brought up in the U.S. and your education system is very different from what I went through uh, in India. So there are a couple of reasons why I am, I am in, in engineering education. Yeah. And the very personal reason is um, I was a college dropout 
before I joined engineering. And I went through an engineering college that was really, really bad. Uh, you don't want to say the name. Yes, I'm not going to say the name. That would be bad. Actually, I can. I should, actually. Yeah, but, oh. <laughs> they can look but you up on Throw that gauntlet down. Yes. Okay. No, I'm not saying that. But so it was so bad uh, in the sense that even the professors who were teaching it did not know what engineering was. So for me, it felt like I need to be personally do something about it so that was a drive for me personally but also in a in a in a bigger picture i think um engineers are just they're just problem solvers and we are we are at a point where we need problem solvers uh, mm-hmm. not just in terms of political politicians but we need actual problem solvers that can pro- solve problems and engineering seems to be the best way to do it cool cool thanks yeah i would say that's something similar for me i wouldn't say that i had a bad engineering education. I, I really appreciate a lot of the teachers and professors I had, but there were definitely some who were not up to par. And I would say that uh, after I started working, that was actually where I learned a whole lot more in engineering. And some of those things like how to design stuff or how to manufacture stuff and um, how to work with other people and all the things that make you successful. I feel like you could learn those things at a younger age. And um, Right. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, so that's why, anyway, I think uh, for me, K-12 engineering is important. Uh, just learning how to design stuff, I think, is really important. And personally, I mean, I started out not even knowing that I was going to be an engineer. I kind of got into the field not thinking I was going to be an engineer. Uh, and so it'd be cool if I had more guidance as, at a younger age. And uh, similarly, I think if kids learned more about uh, good engineering and how to have fun while being an engineer. And also kids are natural, naturally engineers. They like building stuff and experimenting with. Stuff. They like destroying stuff. I would say stuff. they like yeah. destroying stuff same, <clears throat> more learning. than they like building. <laughs> it is the same. It's all an experiment. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a big messy experiment all over my living room. Oh, nice. So you have a kid. I do. He's yeah. six and a half. Is he good at destroying things? He is well? great at destroying things. <laughs> Although recently he tried to put back together a little, like those 50 cent fake cameras that you can get and they're yeah. plastic and you push the button and really all it is is a, on the inside is a little, um, maybe roll it kind of looks like a roll of film, but it's pictures of nature, animals oh, or yeah, whatever yeah, it happens yeah, yeah. to be. And, uh, he his broke and he is trying to fix it currently. Nice. Yes. Nice. So Well maybe that's what we need. We need more things being destroyed and then being fixed or something. Maybe kids will be when you're a kid, more interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Personally I didn't fix anything when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm still an engineer. I, I hope that doesn't mean I'm a horrible engineer, but No you're not, but I would tell you that I fixed a lot of stuff when I was a kid. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you did that, they say that, yeah, if you liked Legos or if you took things apart and tried to figure out how they worked and try to fix them again, that that might be a sign that you could be a good engineer. But I would say that's not the only sign, actually. I don't know. I would agree. I didn't. Um, well, so I didn't take many things apart as a kid. I was content to just sit in my room and read. Uh, but I did cheat at the Rubik's Rubik's Cube because I couldn't ever figure it out. <laughs> so I just took the oh, corner yeah. piece off and yes, took it all no, apart and put it all back too. together. I was yes, like, why waste time? I was time? way faster at that. And than how old doing, were you then? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere between like 7 and 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
For so, someone you're that's clever. But that's efficiency. And I think that engineers sometimes <laughs> do that. Whereas if you were a mathematician, you'd be like, no, I'm going to figure it out based on these rules yep. and do it. What but is no, the proper algorithm to make this the happen? Rules. You pulled off the stickers and did not do it how you're supposed to. Quote that's unquote. correct. But uh, in any case, I think that uh, the, there's a lot of questions about it. That's all I'm saying. Like, we don't necessarily know how to make better engineers uh, at a younger age or how to get more kids interested in it. And I think that uh, part of the reason for having this podcast is that there's this huge push nowadays, I feel, to get more engineers to solve those yep. modern problems, whether it's in the U.S. or outside the U.S., in India or wherever. Mm-hmm. And um, also... Well, India is a little different. So oh, yeah, no, that. exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the yeah. thing. And these, these are more of those questions that I'd like to hear about, to, to explore. Um. So, in general, then, why uh, is it important? Why should other people care about educating more engineers and getting kids interested in it specifically and high school students? Hmm. Okay, so, again, going back to the point I was saying, uh, the big picture is, other than what, what we are personally want to drive us, but the big picture is we are definitely at a point of time uh, as, as, a, as a whole society that we have a lot of problems in terms of that can be solved through engineering and also can be solved through uh, other humanity aspects of it. Um, but a simple problem like global warming, uh-huh. uh, there's so many deniers of that. So this fight is not just about teaching, you know, just science of engineering. This is also a fight about teaching ignorance. And people who are in denial about those things. Like teaching against ignorance? Yes, yes. So right. pretty much the way I feel uh, science education, is it's not really about, you know, memorizing those formulas. or It's, it's just about asking the question, why? Mm-hmm. It's just about asking the question, why? So why is pretty much uh, the, the, the base question for critical thinking. And if you want to fight ignorance, you need critical thinking. So science, engineering, they're all on the same side of uh, the coin. So... I think this is the reason why people should care about teaching kids okay. early on, science, engineering, any of that. And well, I think, well, like yeah, so I think, too, there are so many deniers of science because, especially here in the States, we have such a, we really hold to the idea that I can believe anything I want to believe. I can see my truth differently than you see your truth and that's okay we're supposed to be accepting of that i think where science and engineering differ and this is a i think a pretty strong distinction is that science somehow in people's minds tends to be lofty and unreachable and it's focused on research and theory and people struggle with science and science is hard and science is um, intellectual engineering is real. It's tangible. Engineering is what makes things happen. People can touch engineering. Now, keep in mind, I'm saying this as a scientist. <laughs> I can touch science as well, but I'm, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with science and I know science facts and, you know, I, I don't deny factual evidence because I have some outside belief system. Engineering just, I think, to me anyway, brings that scientific reality to someone in a way that they cannot continue to deny 
what is actually occurring. So if someone, for example, we'll stick with that same um, climate change belief, if someone refuses to believe that humans are one of the primary causes or at least exacerbating climate change, there are engineering practices that can at least demonstrate to that person you may not believe in climate or in human-induced climate change, but we're going to go ahead and put these practices into place. We're going to make these uh, technical technological changes. We're going to generate some, I don't know, new fuel source or whatever it happens to be, and we're just going to do that anyway. You don't have to change your beliefs now. You can still believe that humans are not exacerbating or mm. causing climate change, but you're still going to have this benefit that was brought to you by engineering and chances are you'll embrace it because there it is it's cheaper fuel or it's um more efficient homes or whatever it happens to be going but that's a that's a very interesting point that you uh, i never thought about it uh engineering gives you access to science like uh science is very abstract that's very right engineering gives access to Science, like nothing else. They always say awesome. that engineering is the practical side of math Applied and science. science. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes it had that connotation of it being dumbed down, but I don't oh, think really? so. Oh. Well, yeah, the word applied, at least in the American yes. education system. Yes, no, I agree. It always is like, oh, oh if it's yeah, applied, applied math science, and science is... Um, <laughs> it's treated as lower level for some reason. Yes. I think in some circles, not for everyone. That's very interesting because there's a, there's a complete opposite uh, okay, yeah. foundation of it. Great, great, great. And so that's why that's why the American system is very interesting because I don't think that's true either. Applied doesn't mean dumber. It it's doesn't mean simpler. It doesn't mean um, it's a different purpose. Easier, like you were saying, like like science might ask the questions more of why. Engineering might just be. Here's how it's done. Let's just deal (laughs) with it. Let's just do it. Let's let's peel off those stickers off the Rubik's cube and just get it done. But yeah, and I'm not saying that you should get rid of the why question or any of that. It's just that um, engineering tends to deal with, okay, this is the reality and we got to deal with what's here. This is what's here. This is what we're given. And again, it's those requirements, constraints, customer needs, you know, all that, all those things that we talk about where we have all worked together. We take all of that into consideration and that is the fact. And we just go forward with that and make whatever needs to happen, happen. And at the same time, I don't want to uh, give the impression that uh, engineering for younger kids teaches them to just like see a world of black and white and they're totally uncreative and they're bored and they don't dream. They don't ask the big questions. That's not true either. I think engineering, just as much as science or the arts or whatever, can make a kid dream and be able to think up of this new uh, awesome way to cure cancer and reach the moon and all this stuff too. So I don't know. It stretches the brain in a different way. That's that's all I'm going to say. I wonder, so if science maybe says why, I wonder if engineering says what if. Hmm. So that's a pretty clever way of putting it. What I was going to say was... Thank you. uh, What I was going to say was, um, you know how we were talking about applied science, engineering is? Mm -hmm. But there's another way of looking at it. So science is there. It's what? It's the why questions. And then you mix them up. Use your creativity to build something. So engineering by itself is creative in nature. Yes. Hmm. Do you think that American kids today, or maybe kids in general, need more education in how to be creative or how to solve problems in that way? Or is this just an ongoing problem that's always been... 
like I hear all this talk, for example, in, in our line of work about kids must be creative. They must learn to be 21st century thinkers, whatever that sure. means. Yeah. They, and it, I get the impression that some people think this is a new problem. Like kids, especially nowadays, urgently need design thinking skills or creativity skills or whatever. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Do you think that? Okay. So uh, I think kids are creative by nature. I just think the the way education system is set up right now doesn't allow that to happen. I would agree. Um, especially, that's probably why we want to introduce engineering in high schools okay. in an early age. Because, uh, listen, you just don't need to just learn these math formulas and do nothing about it. This is how you apply it. Be creative with it. So, Rachel, you're a teacher, too, mm-hmm. teaching yes. science. Not engineering, per se. No, but, right. And so, do you think that that's... What Savannah is saying, do you think that's a phenomenon just today or? Hmm. I know that the face of education has changed so much just in the last five years, let alone 10 and 20 years. What we all did when we were in school, you accepted. You had a vastly different, different um, experience sudden. But what we all did when we were in school 20 years ago is very different from what we do today. And what I, my own educational experience was much more integrated. We had to demonstrate cre- uh, creative thinking and critical thinking in math, English, science, social studies, all across the board. And our teachers actually overtaught us so that when we got to the end of the year and took our standardized exams, they were somewhat easy. Even for struggling learners, the exams weren't that big of a deal because we knew more than what we needed to be able to pass those exams. And now the focus is so much on that exam prep and learning how to understand the exams and learning what distractors are and learning how to navigate the question. You actually spend valuable classroom time doing that when you could be instead getting your kids to think of creative ideas on how to solve a problem. Nope. That's not what we do in, I would venture to say, all 50 states, um, at least in the public sec- in public, in public school. schools. So right. is engineering not a part of these tests and standards that um, kids have to follow nowadays? There are no, as far as I know, there are no standardized, um, say, end-of-course exams for engineering ca- classes. Yeah. Um, typically, you're going to see them for at least two math classes, usually biology and chemistry or, you know, two or three sciences. And then you usually have some kind of an exit level social studies and um, um, foreign language and English uh, classes. But as far as engineering, to my knowledge, unless they're doing an AP thing, and I don't know that much about the college board offerings, there's no um, end of course exam for that. Part of um, one of my goals for this podcast, I think, is to help answer the, the question of how do we get engineering skills into maybe the requirements of students in the American public school system or answer the question, is that even appropriate? Maybe it shouldn't be required. Maybe it should be an elective. I don't know. And um, I don't know how we would answer that question, but maybe there's people out there that could help us answer that question. Yeah. Uh, are there other questions about engineering education that you would like answered by experts or just things you've been wondering? I've got a whole list of them myself. Yeah, I can only, I mean, so as an educator, I think it would be important to have a conversation where industry professionals 
somehow can help bridge that gap? What is it that people need, students, interns, whatever it is, what do people need to be able to know and understand and do prior to entering engineering fields? Now, that could be as an engineer, it could be an engineering technologist, it could be an intern. So, you know, at various levels, what knowledge or skills do they need and how do we get policymakers, the people that actually write these standards and things, how do we get them to understand and implement what is needed? And then what industry support could be given to public schools to be able to help foster kids through that process? Hmm. So um, I I have a question in terms of like, now we were talking about engineering education in high schools. We're not just, just talking about teaching the kids. We're also talking about training the teachers uh, in terms of if you, I mean, that's where it starts. That's the first line of where you attack. Um, it's a fight. So <laughs> wow. I'm using the terms. It's fight against ignorance, right? Teachers, pawns in the engineering education <laughs> war. Right. <clears throat> All right. So, um, like, uh, the question that I'd like to be, I want to be answered is, um, how exactly do we do that? So right now, uh, we work in a company where we do that, but I'm not really sure if that's efficient to do, like, uh, PD professional development classes. Uh, it, even if you want to scale up, how do you do that? Like, I'm not really sure. Like, how do you teach America how to actually? Yes, teach teachers, it? teachers. Yeah. Kids come secondary. That the the teachers teach the kids. Right, right. right. The te- yeah. How do you first yeah. of all get the teachers into this? Yeah. Uh, the 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 way of thinking of an engineer. Yeah, because even like you said, even in my college, there were definitely professors who who weren't who trained as teachers, and so yes. they weren't the best. Yeah. And it already takes uh, kids five years to get an engineering degree. Now, I'm sure there's stuff that you could be learning at younger ages to. Mm-hmm decrease that that education time and so if you're going to do that you got to figure out how to teach the teachers maybe we should have a teacher in the podcast who teaches engineering yeah maybe no that'd be a a good idea thank you southern i I hope we can find some and um we are about uh up in our time of 20 minutes and if there are any last recommendations you have or any last words uh do you have anything to share with our our listeners, hopefully? I would just like to thank everyone for being here. You all, of course. Um, thanks to our tech support this evening. Um, but thank you all for listening in. And I hope that we can receive feedback from our audience as well. Yeah, I want to say thank you as well. Thank you, Pius, for uh, inviting us. And thank you, Rachel, for being here. Oh, thanks, Adam. Um So I am looking forward to talking more about this. I do have a lot of points on this. Um, hopefully, I want to do talk about the difference in education in between uh, here in the U.S. and India in terms of engineering. That would yeah. Be a, uh, that's something yeah. I want to discuss maybe in the future. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank thanks you. for being here. Awesome. We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you to Jeff Munn for helping with the sound today. Our opening music comes from School Zone by the Honorable Sleaze, and our closing music is from Late for School by Bleep Tour. Both are used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Let me know what you want to talk about in K-12 Engineering Education by connecting on Twitter, at Pius Wong. Thanks for listening.